0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely HP community. And any new listeners, our table talk today begins and moves through how some of us have a good relationship with emotions. So some humans don't actually go through this human suffering thing that we hear about. It's exhausting, actually, uh, when it comes to moving into the enlightenment soul age group. So a little background: I'm a mystic. Claire's channeling, all that good stuff, I treat it very easily as something that is, of all people, since really the sphere of energy is ours, it's not something that is not accessible to anyone. However, there is a journey that you embark on. Now, let me specify, the people who don't move beyond spirituality are 4D, and they stay within those realms because they actually consistently relate to the sphere of energy, with books, and they have rules, and their rules basically allow their left mode to make sense of, I don't even know how to explain it, because see, as a 5D mystic, the minute I had Claire's was the minute I was like, wait, this is energy, it's, yes, like a pirate on in the Pirates of the Caribbean, you get guidelines, you know, but it's guidelines, the point is it's in the invisible territory, so... There's no set in stone, you know, gravity has a set in stone, yeah, that one, but as for mysticism, no. Uh, Just because we have people who have written books doesn't mean that there's only those ways to move into enlightenment. In fact, I talk about it the human way, bringing the human stuff. So in the human way, you're not going to go through ego death and dark night of the soul in this excruciatingly painful way that you hear all the 4D collective. It's been since 2006. I began by knowing about ego death and dark night of the soul because I did begin with the lovely panic attacks as my clairs came up because that's what your energy body is connected to your nervous system and your brain. And so it's it's interesting because it can connect also to like our freeze response which we all have, those charge parts, that's for all age groups. So without getting into the boring technical stuff, oh, I'm also trauma-informed, and somatic-informed, and that educational piece and pieces, which I'm still building, are what can help me to confirm what I already had known about my own personal self, which is I don't do human suffering. So when you look at how the brain works in machines, and when I share with common day everyone, people... They will usually say, no, no, but you have sadness. And I say, yes, but sadness is a primary emotion. And also we have brain circuits for sadness, which is related to our connections. So it's natural that if you say, oh, you're a horrible person, Maria, and I'm a child, I'm going to cry. That's actually how I process that moment of we're not connecting to each other because you just told me you don't like me. Rumination, on the other hand, that's where suffering is in, and that's in your temporal junction. When you're relating to what happened, in your eight of swords brain essentially again and again and again and you're actually using by the way the neuroplastic agent of imagination and your thoughts in a way that is not going to help you to move into enlightenment or into expansion of consciousness and furthermore you're actually not helping to wire your brain in a positive way so to process the emotion that arose from the event that took place and allow it to be released. And so people who do rumination, there's a whole video from Tara Brock that explains how to disengage from it. FYI, we're not going to talk about that here, but you can ask me for the video. I'm happy to share it. As for the explanation of suffering, I got it from one of my courses with NICABM. So I need to revisit which one it was. If you're curious, let me know. I'll look through my course material and give you the title. You can go purchase it and then you can take the course and I'll need to find it. So you're going to have to give me time. Okay, and then I can also send you sources that will explain to your brain circuits. Again, also remember, please, that subject matter experts in the entire sphere of neuroscience and mental health and everywhere you go, you'll find two divisions, uh, the ones who believe in the updated information and the ones who ridicule their same colleagues and basically denying you information because it disproves something but they don't have enough of the empirical data that they want to say okay let me slap it in your face and obviously the bigger people which are the grown-ups are not doing we're going to prove it they they know it they're actually supporting in a way of saying hey I get it you know you've known this your entire life Uh, I'm so sorry that you don't agree with the findings that we have more potential as human beings and that you actually are committed to the suffering bit but hey it's okay you know, we, we get it. The grown-ups know how to say, you have your opinion and I have my opinion and I'm okay with that and you have your empirical findings and, and so do I and I'm okay with you saying, no, this doesn't exist because I'm not trying to prove anything to you. I'm not, in fact, a rigid and chaotic mind, an adaptive child, maladaptive emotional response to another adult because the minute you get rigid and you begin to get into your sympathetic and arousal state and you get snappy with another human being and you get rigid in the even cold it all depends there's different mannerisms you'll find in adaptive child emotionally speaking so it's a three-year-old that has not healthy self-worth because the minute they're snapping at their colleagues with a smart ass attitude is the minute that you're not a colleague that is a grown-up because you just didn't remember that we learn to build empirical data so science is people not the scientists who think of science as like religion and then because they have their ancient texts oh no! because of yesterday we're going to sit here with our breadcrumbs and say and stand up rigidity. So again a flexible adaptive coherent energized stable brain is an integrated brain. That's a smart person. That's an adult person. That's an equanimous person. That's a person who knows how to stand down and I shared recently the two people that I look up to when it comes to how much more equanimity I'm going to get to learn in my lifetime. I'm still 43 so I got at least, you know, another 20, 30, 40, 50, I'm hoping more, but just saying, I have two people in my mind's eye, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and stand in that equanimity when I'm addressing those topics like them, but differently, because I'm not them, I'm Maria with my own little tongue, but it's a posture that they have, and it's a way that I can tell how they are beautifully, in their own temperament and personality, equanimous in different ways, and so one is Dr. Daniel Siegel, and he's an academic, and I'm happy not to be an academic, I don't want to be an academic, I'm woo-woo lady, mystic pseudoscience, so here's where I'm, I'm more going to be like, okay, I can, but see, said guru is a guru, so he gets respected because he is a guru, he has a name for a reason, although there are some people that I've seen actually be a lot of childishness and tease this human being in a way that is unnecessary, not to mention, again, uh, quite... Yes, like children who you see not knowing how to disengage from play, but that's the part of why a low self-esteem person actually is pitied and then given basically the right silence because those who are not low self-esteem people know that, wow, you really felt that helpless inside to have to act that way. So we are going to leave you alone because really your behavior is something that comes from a hurt that we don't want to engage in there's no story of the devil and evil and all of that stuff that people like to bring in the mix that that's something that any wise human being will have conceptualized to the extent of knowing yeah there's nothing out there there's human suffering let's get back to it so that little remark of a person who is in these spaces and i when i've seen it i don't i personally don't feel good or bad or any, I'm like, wow, okay, I'm going to leave you alone to your suffering because I know that you're in a modality, you think you're a badass, you think you're smart, you think a lot of things, and I'm seeing none of that in your composure or your energy, and it has nothing to do with something that is coming out of the earth. No, no. Your nervous system, your attachment system, your entire demeanor tells me that you are treated in some way shape or form that made you that helpless to have to have that type of energy and so this is why the right silence is I stand down in an effort to do what is the right thing which is to leave alone a person who in their body is suffering while in their mind they may think that they're badass we actually find who's we the wise people we leave it alone that's soulless is what it's called it's called leaving a person to their own cognitive dissonance and knowing it's no big deal because if they represent ever in any way, shape, or form something bigger, we have a system in place. It's called government, police, all that. So the reality is a person who has healthy self-worth does not waste their time in what is pettiness. And when you see experts, that's why, as I said, I look up to people who are having big conversations because when I've seen how they mention how the ancient silverbacks, will man- their bad manners, will treat them. I'm like, wow, you really know how to do your shit, because I would not be there right right now as I watch you tell me this stuff. I'm I'm feeling collie come up inside. And I'm like, yeah, I need to work on my teenager a little bit more. I'm my three-year-old, but really it's a teenager that needs to be worked with, not the three-year-old. So the three-year-old would be always me. My name is Maria. You can use it, please. Just because I'm woo-woo mystic lady, don't mean I don't have a name. No, no, I have a name. Oh, and yeah, we're all a spirituality process because it's all one big ball of energy. So as I was saying, some of us don't do the human suffering bit because our brain doesn't stop at the temporal junction. So we're not ruminating and we're not thinking of the past. And in our eight of we don't have an eight of swords. In fact, our brain actually moves consistently into expansion mode again, and again, 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 because we sit and say, huh, wow, these emotions, huh, I'm a human. That's right. I'm an emotional being. Let me sit with my emotions, shall I? Yes, I'll sit with my emotions. And I regulate my nervous system. Lo and behold, here's one human. Ask my lovely mother. And I've sat with my emotions and I still sit with my emotions. And guess what comes out? Rainbows from my asshole, like that little unicorn. And I'm serious when I say rainbows, not from the asshole, because that's just a cartoon, right? Uh, But I have rainbows. I have pink tainted glasses. That's what enlightenment soul age Group is called by people who don't know what it is and they don't know that we can have a smart ass because they're following the individuals who are not enlightenment anything and that's because of a lot of other things that we're not going to get into right now <laughs> <laughs> because when I see people talking about the enlightenment soul age Group, without any life i'm like did you not hear said guru in a couple of his quotes where he shares with you that a person who moves into enlightenment is not dead inside also that they will know immediately when it's happened they don't need to ask a question which i can again raise my hand because i remember when i was like wait a minute i think i'm oh yeah i am completely locked in and loaded wow this is amazing how cute is this that's fun as a teenager, i didn't even know the word enlightenment I just knew a lot of other teenage stuff, so there you go. And as I was trying to explain, our brain works a certain way. So the people who are experts with the brains, again, they don't all agree on the same shit. That's that's human nature. We we will have different perspectives. Lo and behold, did anybody think otherwise? I was pretty sure the world did not revolve around me because I've been told it a million times, and therefore subject matters, it's fun to read them and know them and then embody them and enlightenment. And so when you learn how the brain works, like, wow, you just confirmed what I've known my entire life, which is I don't know suffering, but I do know the depths of my emotional plane. Oh, and I do know my brain circuits with sadness, anger, and which one? Ah, fear. Yes, fear is my least favorite, but it's my dominant one. So I'm thinking I should try and get a hold of the anger circuit. And in fact, on that note, I'll let my listeners know in the future how that works, because I was thinking about Terry Real, If you recall, he is the one, he's a therapist, he helps couples who want to save their marriage because couples don't all know how to be their own securely attached person. Personally, I'm a solo polyamory securely attached person, so I don't have any issue presenting to partners, hey, this is who I am, and I'm a very deeply emotional person and I organically like to take care of business. Meaning we don't need anyone in the room unless you feel you need something because you have a way of not being able to handle your emotions or whatever you're doing in life. So if you have any type of addictions, please let me know. We'll, we'll get a good therapist. I got plenty in my book that we can you know go to because it's important business to get out of attachment wounds and your own trauma. And there's no stigmatization in the Enlightenment Soul Aid group. We we don't find people in any way, shape, or form scary. That I forget to mention that some of us don't have what is called a trust break? So yeah, I saw how human... Yes, I see people all the time. They're not untrusting. They're just either securely attached or not. And they either have their trauma healed or they don't. And in both cases, when I meet somebody who does not have their trauma healed or their attachment in the forefront, what I meet is a person who does human suffering, potentially depends on what, where they're at with their I-do-know-myself journey. So when I've met people who know their self, it's very different. They handle themselves like grown-ups, so they handle themselves like me. And like you maybe. that means they don't get reactive in each other's face. They don't project, they don't do the low self-esteem, passive-aggressive stuff. Yeah, okay, so on that note, that was a side note back to some people don't do the human suffering because we have a window of welcome with our emotional plane which is involving our nervous system. Now, I did find a data point from Daniel Siegel when he was talking about this with my recent course on disorganized attachment and DID, disorganized attachment and dissociative identity disorder. So DID is healable, although not everybody believes in it. But um, that's a side note, because again, the subject matter experts, they just can't figure it out. So in this course, Daniel was talking about these things called alleles, something like that. And that makes a difference in our bodies or neuroreceptors or something like that. And I did present a data point to my regular listeners. So on that note, I'll have to continue doing some research and hearing about what people have to say, the researchers on this as we move forward because, you know, they're not settled into all of the information just yet. But there can be explanations for why some of us have a good relationship with the depths of our emotions, meaning we have this resiliency and this ability to not do the human suffering bit in the moment that you feel emotions, what I was trying to get to. And on that note, again, for my regular listeners, I know you know this, it's a journey to get to your securely attached spot. When you do, it's really fun, that's because being a person who can talk about your emotions and not be an insecure human being means you get to talk about everything, which is why people don't attack a person for being a mystic or a polyamorous person or no belief system or beliefs. That this is the adults don't actually go around like the scarlet letter times or the medieval times. So the 5D plane is a plane of open minded, educated people who know sciences are always building new data. So they are people who are not with, we want the ancient tradition of the old days back, and if we don't have the ancient tradition of the old days back, then, oh my gosh, the biblical texts are true. Just saying. 4D plane, completely different plane, that's my point. They believe in the ancient texts, and they are, in fact, using the story, and they apply it to, let's say, AI and technology. That was one of the things I was really surprised about that one, talking about. AI technology and anything that is new now from our sciences people that is trying to replace our divinity or that is actually creating, uh, I don't know, this one woman really went out of out of board with it. But you know what, I'm going to put that to the side because there's no need for me to address those groups. Those groups have silverbacks and people who are following them, they are following them for a reason. Okay, on that note, I come with the past with Jesus, and in fact, there's a very well explainable situation when it comes to hmm, now and how people are reacting, and I'm going to just use the very straightforward example when I remember learning about how Elvis, for the longest time on TV, in the black and white TV, they would not allow people to see him dancing, so while I am not fond of necessarily all of, what is it called, fashion, yes, I don't tease it and say, oh my gosh, how horrible the generation of now is losing everything. Okay, that's what I mean. So the people who are updated with things change, times change, and comparing now to yesterday is really like old folk. And why are you doing it all the time? If you talked about old folk when you were a teen and then a young adult, why are you being a hypocrite? Do you not notice your inconsistency of forgetting that when you were a teen, you were saying the same shit and now... So the people who are 5D again, they don't do this. They're like... We're not going to complain like those people did to us because we're smarter than that. We stay in a consistency with our brain, meaning left and right mode, together, walking. No, we don't have our three-year-old come up every time something that we don't like is happening. And, oh, let's get our group riled up to go and say, no, the world has to be the way we want it to be. The human suffering bit back to that one. Okay, so on a note, I want this to be seriously taken, please. For people who have a situation with the depths of their emotions, there are good therapists. And I've heard from many people that I've healed and they're healing and then they have therapists because of the situation with the human suffering stuff. Okay, so here's where compassion is and open-minded adult. Some people are very good with having deep emotions and we don't sit in our temporal junction. And some people, on the other hand, might be looking into needing extra support to work with those emotional regulation skills. And in this case, that's where you can do therapy, personal development, there's many different ways you can figure out how to harness those moments and work with your lovely brain as well as nervous system. In fact, meditation and compassion interventions, they work because they help you to grow your prefrontal cortex, your corpus callosum, which connects your left and right mode, your hippocampus, and your connectome. And connectomes help to create integration of the brain. And integration of the brain is what has been found to lead to people's inner and outer well-being Integration of the brain is where you have all of your charge parts. We all have these five basic charge parts. that I mentioned. that I'm trauma-informed? Yes. So my trauma basic certificate with Albert Wong in Somatopia, my teacher Sue Martin taught me about all these charge parts that we all have. There's also what is called the IFS model, internal family system. They use a different wording, and then there's others who don't use any of the parts. They just use, like, you have an inner child and an adaptive child. So long story short, though, think of it. As charged parts, and in fact, they remain in those ages. You'll be able to notice it if you have a awareness of yourself. Like I know when Kali comes up, that's my teenager, because it's when I was, you know, very rigid thinker. But now that I'm a grown up, I know how to get out of that and just allow myself to work with the emotion. As I was saying, I'm gonna to get to put into practice my anger circuit. I'm, I'm thinking it's about time to use the grown-up version of anger because I don't really use it at all. And Terry Real, that's what I was also hinting at. I I leave people hanging, by the way. Anybody who's new, I leave my listeners hanging. They know this by now. So you you let me let you know. I might leave you hanging. My app doesn't work right sometimes. So sometimes you're going to get and yes, I won't fix it. But you can reach out to me and let me know If you got lost, just give me like a couple of sentences of what I was saying and maybe I'll remember what I was saying. If not, you know, just it is what it is. I'm flawed and imperfect and I'm actually a okay with it and more because I'm not doing what I do to be, uh, what's the word, Uh, seen in any kind of fantastical way. No, I'm sharing data that's important for people who want to actually live a life that they own, like a grown-up emotionally, so it's really just, like, for people who are serious, I don't like to use time for those who don't get serious about being their self, emotions are serious business, so when you do get good therapy, for those who have gotten it, they all talk about how amazing it is to be grounded, because they can actually handle their emotions and the depths of themselves, and I personally know how that is, and I've known it my entire life, which is why I'm like, I don't know suffering, I know the depths of me, yeah, I know all my (laughs) emotions, want to talk I'm not going to talk to you about my emotions though but I can tell you that it's a very beautiful experience to feel alive inside because the eventual vagal state is completely different than anything that you will ever imagine I think that I only know my sympathetic when either the panic attacks and then only a few times when I yeah I remember those ones actually for sure one time because I was so what was it something made me angry and I it took me three days to get this venom that's the word I used out of my body is like I can't get into this state this is literally this made me sick made me sick for three whole days and I don't remember what it was I just remember telling someone I, I can't do this one. And no, but you're human. Yes, I am. But i that's the point. I'm human. I know how to handle my own body. I didn't have any of the attachment or trauma-informed stuff. Now I do. And it's like, yeah, you just become aware. It's like, oh, let me fix. I'm going to tweak it this way. It worked. Uh, whatever it is, it worked. Because that's how your body works. So a challenge is an opportunity. And for a person who has a relationship with the depths of ourselves, the challenge is we can harness, it's not a challenge. Again, it's actually something with Krishna Lila. We get curious about how to work with our emotions. And so we're not like, oh my God, I can't use my brain. It's so hard. Oh no, no, that, that doesn't happen. We have a window of welcome is what I was trying to get to with emotions versus a window of tolerance. The window of tolerance is because people have not yet a window of welcome. And that's why good therapists, EMDR, working with charge parts and child parts, and they do somatics. So the three together though, not one. And let me go back to Sue Martin. So we have a zero one-year-old, attached panicky. That's for all of us. I remember meeting my attached panicky. Very interesting, I must say. It was like, whoa, you are really scared. But that makes sense because I'm a scaredy cat. It's my dominant emotion, fear. And then three to seven, shame, submissive. I don't have shame submissive i have i'm standing still i'm going to stand quiet because i know that that's the respectful thing to do but i don't agree with you adults that's my stance i remember very clearly is it's 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 shiva keeping kali in bay no i think my small tiny body just knew you can't do anything right now so just stand here still be quiet and then you'll wait and i waited and that's it and in fact I love those moments of sitting down in silence. And here, here's a note. Remember, for my regular listeners about the hypnotherapy session, what's my favorite memory? I was three and all giggly and happy. But I got asked, what do I like to, or what's a safe space? Yes, this question about safety, by the way. So a person who's in the Enlightenment, soul age group without any of the human suffering bit, uh, we know that there is no safety. It's, it's a bullshit word because <laughs> if I'm standing, which I am right now, uh, the roof could fall on my head. So don't lie to me when it comes to safety, please, which is also why fears are dominant for some of us emotion. We We understand why, and it's not a parasite in our brain. We just have a brain that is always wanting to ensure that we stay protected. And we like to be present and aware, the self of people who are participating to their own life. So we appreciate being here. That's, again, because you're alive and you get to consciously continue expand and love and, and be part of life. So emotions mean you're alive and well, especially if you're breathing, obviously. You have to be breathing. And on that note, as I was trying to get to... Ah, yes. So I don't know any three to seven shame submissive, but I definitely know, okay, you need to stand down. So maybe that would be submissive because of knowing that I don't stand at fighting chance. We have freeze of all ages and then flight flight eleven twelve, and that's when you're like basically I don't mean anything I should just leave because I'm not anyone and you feel basically that you don't mean anything to anyone even your family and on the other hand the 14 15 16 year old the teenager gets all spiteful and angry and everything's unfair and we all remember that one I know I remember that one okay and that's why it's like okay how many are grown-ups now I am I am. I know that none of it is true. None of the charged parts. That's all the three year old. You just put it all there. And then once you're the grown up and you're able to just speak about things, you're able to know, oh, look, emotions are here. How beautiful. And that's because you've worked with your ventral vagal nervous system. Every time, though, that things within your lovely playground, your oversoul, your family, loved ones, friends, everyone, everyone's part of it. And if you're polyamory partners, Okay, so if you're a securely attached polyamorous person, that's great because that means you're poly secure. So that means you're your own safe haven. You know how to self-regulate your nervous system all on your own. But you also know how to say, wow, I'm really under stress. I want to share with you my stress right now. And we don't always ask. So that's our, our fault. And we don't ask permission we figure if you're dancing with me it means you want to participate to my mental and emotional well-being besides physical right so I'm going to share what we also in fact will know is that uh, you don't fuck up a relationship by sharing with somebody the depths of how you feel and on that note that's also why we don't do the human suffering bit when it comes to relationships where we're seeking out for coaches or anyone to say, here, let me tell you how to be secure and not anxious and insecure and afraid. And, but again, like I said, securely attached. No trust break people are in this boat. So with all relationships, there's one thing that you'll notice if you're a person who has moved into enlightenment, no human suffering wow, I keep expanding my consciousness again and again and again and I get to love more and more and more and more and more and that's because you keep on connecting to what is your ventral vagal nervous system and you actually keep on harnessing all of what you are and anytime if there's a charge part that comes up, so one of those child parts, you're the adult who's tending to them because you don't project it. You don't do the adaptive child, which is going rigid or chaos, and saying, oh, I'm going to blame you, partner, because you didn't hear me out. So now that you didn't hear me out, I'm going to come call you names. And now I'm going to look to the past and say, every person's going to betray me, lie, and do all of this, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm full of scars, and here's my human suffering. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so we don't actually have any of that. I was a teenager, and I wondered, why are you all making such a big deal out of one person? Like, I don't understand this right now. I'm a grown-up, now I do. Every person, me included, has an attachment system. But see, mine was securely attached already as a teenager. Meaning I had my caregiver, and that's my mother. And she's the one I can go to if I'm really freaking out. Uh, Not a person who's not my mother. That, That makes sense in my book. So secure connections our partners, for people who have secure attachment, which is why solo poly is really straightforward. We're not couple-centric because we have a life and a partner is somebody who walks with you consistently. So that, that would mean the mental, emotional, physical bit is all there, not only one of it. And that's when you are also a person who will have felt, seen, automatically without even saying a word, I don't have to say anything, you see me and you know exactly how to be there and nobody asked you and you're not afraid of me because again if you're partners you can't be afraid of each other, you have to both have ventral vagal nervous system on so that means we're going to safely co-regulate and that's a smooth operator and there you go. So as a teenager that wasn't any different, which means we can have our little moments of misalignment, meaning we have different opinions. That's called being people. You go fly away, I go fly away, but we always come back to the same nest because that's our choice. And we know how to directly communicate if that is not a choice we want, which, in fact, as you move forward in life, so 43, there you go. And the teenage story, my lovely listeners, know about it. Now, what I love even more than anything, some people, the ones who need that extra support they like to talk about their stuff in a specific way we had this interview in one of my courses I think it was the awakened embodied certificate course okay so again trauma informed somatic informed I'm also somatic experiencing informed with the attachment informed so when you look at attachment styles not the categories which are two different things and trauma that helps you to understand why some people do trauma bonding, they get into codependent relationships, they consistently have this human suffering, and this is where they don't actually move into enlightenment, so age group, but luckily they find a good therapist like Terry Real who says, your partner's not going to fix you, here's what we're going to get to work on, and remember that it's only your inner child that gets abandoned, but you're now an adult. Okay, so you get plenty of people who help people who want to learn to be their securely attached person in their partnerships to support. And that's where people go when they're serious about walking the path of life together because today's age has a buttload of great attachment style and trauma researchers and just therapists that are helping couples, grown-up couples. So the attachment category is something different. It's for people who want to actually got a handle on their own attachment system, if you will. I'm going to break it down like that because your category explains to you what your primary caregiver and you established. And so that's a way for you to understand yourself. The styles are for when you're grown-up and you're already in a relationship. So you're looking to ensure your style and the other person's style or people. If you're polyamorous, then you're going to have partners. And that's why the Polysecure Secure Book of Jessica Fern, for anyone who's interested, that one can really help you. Because what you want is to become a securely attached person so that you can not only be your own person, but by being your own wholeness. So remember that we, the 5D mystics, by the way, or functional adults, we mirror to each other the wholeness that each one of us can achieve because that's what we each are. We each are a whole three-year-old heart. So when you're securely attached and you're a functional adult, and if you're in the Enlightenment Soul age group, you will be here because you will see another person as beautiful and perfect just the way they are. And you'll understand if they don't have a secure attachment style or a secure attachment category that they're going to need additional support so that they can get to become their whole self and that would be their restorative embodied self, but that's only if they want to become a grown-up, so they're securely attached, emotionally speaking person. If they choose that human suffering is the way, well, there you go. They've chosen to maintain what is called their own, I call it three-year-old broken heart, and they're going to follow the bandwagon of my nervous system is going to stay here, because every time I get upset, I'm going to project it, or throw it, or use it, or just do the repetition of my temporal junction ruminate in my brain and think that I'm doomed to this because this is what the people who romanticize in the past love and the ancient silverbacks keep saying you have to go through to get to enlightenment even the 4d uh, dark Knight of soul again they talk about ego death all of this Uh, the twin flame is excruciatingly painful for them they have all these stages Instead of just looking into, you know, again, attachment category would give them a really good boost, also knowing about trauma and then also getting into if there's attachment styles and trauma even better. For that one, Diane Heller is great. She integrates somatic experiencing and attachment styles. So the attachment styles with somatic experiencing enables you to work on your trauma memory and free it up from your body, which allows you to return home to your wholeness because all of us have the, Three-year-old whole heart. So some of us don't separate. I raise my hand from restorative embodied self, which is why we got lucky. No human suffering, just human emotions, it's called. And those three circuits are very clear for us. So again, sadness is about connection. Anger is about correcting things. And see, for the correcting things, because you grow up to be mature enough to have Kali, Shiva, and Krishna Lila we don't get angry because why would we correct something? If you're not a physical life threat, we are not the law. The law is the law. So the law is going to correct you, not me. I'm just some person and not your parent. Okay. And so that's why in relationships, we don't get angry. We're just going to voice, here's who I am. And that's why we don't get fearful. No, no. Uh, And we don't get Sad we can get when we get rejected, but it's not because we're unworthy. That part, no, we have healthy self-worth. It's called, I am not superior and fear to you, and just because you and I don't get along and you don't want me doesn't make me unworthy. It doesn't make me anything. It just says we're different, and you don't want to be here. And that's okay, because I want you to be happy. It's called compersion. So that's the other trait of a polyamory, securely attached person. We have compersion. If you're happy, we are singing inside. Doesn't matter if we wanted you at our side. This is also why we go from thinking of the one to knowing of a one and then knowing of wait a minute, you might not be ever the one or a one. Let me let me pause my brain before I get ahead of myself and ensure that we take the same steps of wanting to be mentally, emotionally and physically involved in each other's lives in the same exact depths of ways, which will be clear only in time. Yeah, that's really the only way. So consistency Time is what shows you consistency, and on that note, the depth and depths of any relationship will only grow if there is a consistent, I want to know the depths of you, and so you're going to have to know the depths of emotions, and that means that another person needs to be able to know their depths of emotions, that means secure attachment people, okay, so. That's one of those, again, areas that people who have secure attachment, we're not like, let me see who's securely attached or not. And I want to talk about, there's the one guy, he's like, you know, this is why smart women are single. And I'm like, that's just so wrong because there's smart men out there too. So there's always these different angles that people take. And I want to say every person is actually if they're single it's because they haven't met the person that is going to see who they are from the depths of their thoughts and their emotions and want to consistently navigate those 24 hours or however long that it's normal doesn't anybody know what it means to grow up so some people they end up growing up together like i have some teenage friends they married each other and they're in fact together and have the same kind of character traits. They think the same things. Some people, no, we, we change it up as we move along. Because we can. Because we are free lovers. Because we are not into the scarlet letter times. Uh, you know, some of us, others, instead, they are actually, yeah, waiting for that someone. And sometimes I wonder, why don't you go to the, your, your community church? Because you, you're going to find someone there or I don't know, go to the, there's, there's apps, there's, there's different apps now that bring together those same type of, what is it called? Belief systems, yeah. So there's plenty of ways for people to meet each other and mingle, but apparently they, they still want it to be like, up oh, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, then, then you, you can't you know, make up your mind. You know What I found very interesting as I got older We're all these people talking about human suffering. Besides, let's put to the side the enlightenment stuff, okay? So I gave you the answer to why some of us achieve enlightenment without the human suffering bit. It's because we have a good relationship with our emotional plane. So we're securely attached in our bodies. We were held with equanimity or we learn equanimity. We don't do the inner critic, the outer critic. We don't do the... Let me go drink my stars away or drugs or none of that. We don't have a shame cycle. So we stay a whole three year old heart. We stay in the space of relationship with our thoughts that are ours and objective, open, aware. We know that we are our observer, our witness, and narrator. And so when we're contemplating any of whatever happens, we do dharma, not karma we all can do karma because we all take actions, but we do dharma in our conceptualization because we're like, oh, here's my implicit bias stuff, here's my implicit three-year-old memory stuff, what I like, don't like, what's ewe, not ewe, anger, sadness, whatever it is, okay, so we know implicit, the sensations that arise, they're not overwhelming, and then we can conceptually say, huh, okay, this is interesting, and we keep on thinking about things, and we don't use books to set any types of It's fixed forever. No, we have Maha Samadhi, Samadhi. It's called with information. So we are our own subject matter experts. And no matter how many thetoscopes you may have on your shoulder or certificates, you can slap them all in our face. We're going to be like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm trying to be polite and say yes. And then I'm trying to get away right now because I just told you my thoughts and feelings and you're ignoring me and I don't like it. And I'm trying to be the grown-up that I got taught to be, which is to not be rude and let you finish your sentence. And then I'm gone. Oh, and I've heard you, but like that lovely Sadhguru quote, let me read that. I love that quote. So the Sadhguru quote is, Listen to everyone, but never let what they say determine how you are. Guess what? Every person does this, except for some of us. We actually know it. We try to share it with people. They don't appreciate it all the time, so we learn how not to share it, but we also learn how to try our best to be, again, polite and say, We're listening I heard your perspective. I can see what you're saying to me. I have not changed my position, not even a little bit, because I don't have a doubt about myself or what I can because before I even came up to my conclusion, I did a lot of my own research. And also, yes, it feels right to me. So in all cases and scenarios, you can call me stupid, even if it's only because I feel so. I don't really care right now. I just want to go. Can I go play? Can, can, I, can I go away now, or do I need to keep on listening to you? With your thetoscopes and your rigid form. Well, I'm actually trying to have fun today because we're not really doing anything important of any existential consequence anyways right here while we're talking about basically you wanting to tell me that I have to go through human suffering when I'm telling you I don't. And there you go. So I haven't actually had these types of conversations. By the way, I've only talked to two people and one was a very beautiful one. In fact, we continue to talk. The other one was beautiful as well. They got a little bit upset, though, at a certain point. I was like, look, look, I'm not trying to say that what you're saying is wrong. I was just telling you my experience. So, you know, let's, let's stay friends and not be arguing about this suffering bit. Some people have emotions, and we don't call it suffering. If you prefer that I call it suffering, I will, but just don't, you know, let's not make, again, a big deal out of this, shall we? So some people, they just don't understand their three-year-old is reacting Where there's no need for them to react because why would you get upset at another person for being in a different spot when it comes to their way of feeling and thinking about life. The only people who move into this spectrum are the same who apparently don't know about differentiation of the self. So back to where I was headed with the other interaction and conversation which was about how some people within those relationships are able to navigate a spectrum of growing up independently and having the appreciation for each other and not do what was it indirect the indirect communication passive-aggressive and I did lose my train of thought so whatever I was trying to share it's gone but We'll just keep on finishing up our time with some 5D mystic and our functional adult relationship. The functional adult love language is where we can present the data, the story, the feelings, and then something more. We are not big on having to match with our stories. We're not big on having to match with the feelings. We are big on just exchanging because really story and feelings can be data as well because you're getting to know me, and getting to know you, and that's it, you are going to either respect that I'm a person, and here is the special part of when you meet people who are their pure consciousness, so they're accepting who they are, they're sharing with you who you are, and you're sharing with them who you are, and so intellectually and emotionally, you see each other, and there's a felt sense of self, this is the beauty, so the ones who do the human suffering bit, They have relationship coaches, they have attachment coaches, all of it, all of it, all of it. The twin flame people too, the ones who do it with Saga, it's all 4D, FYI, because a 5D person, especially one with an oversoul, will not in any way, shape, or form objectify love because we know it's in our nature to be love, because we already have the default button, it's called compassion. Sadness is our primary emotion to process that which is a traumatic charge. So our default will involve the emotions of fear and sadness. The emotion of anger is not a default for a person who's already connected to the sphere of consciousness. Because when we look at another person, we see them as whole with all of their pieces. Even if, let's hypothetically say that this is Basil van der Traumatic, some traumatic experiences are too overwhelming to take in, to acknowledge, to experience, and so you split it off, and it doesn't become part of your history. You get a little gap in your history. This is important because people who have DID, or I don't know about borderline, but the DID, they get to work through that with a good therapist. And then there's another quote. This one's Peter Levine. Instead of turning the energy against oneself, which is what happens in resistance, Let's move the energy outward. Okay, and this one is on when people resist working on healing their trauma. The reason people resist is because those charged parts, those child parts, and as long as there's not the adult in the room, the teenager is pissy at the younger ones for staying in a situation of helplessness. Again, the teenager gets spiteful, and that's where also with oneself. So there's an inner conflict. If a person is able to make a conscious choice of I am an emotional being, I don't need to be in my temporal junction, ruminate, data, storage, in indecision, I can work with my thoughts, and they can actually actively understand that that's the first step. You work with your thoughts, the words that come out of your mouth. The next step is you working with those emotions, and it is about getting your biochemistry into a zen spot. does not mean ventral vagal. It means at least silence. Which is why when you do the pillars of the mind, open awareness, awareness, then there's strengthening focus. And there is also, the third one is kind intention. Okay, those work to help you bring your, again, prefrontal cortex, the corpus callosum, the hippocampus to growth and the connectome, the connectome, interconnected connectomes are what integrate the brain, integration is what you want, but the parts may have, like with the fragmentation, memory barriers, because they are upset at each other, and it's not that they're upset, I shouldn't say it that way, the charged parts are the pure emotion, so if you have a pure brain, the brain circuit of anger that has not yet met the brain circuit of fear, and then within those, there's also the implicit memory and just even sometimes explicit from the past there's a why to every emotion that a person feels that's why human suffering is a serious bit the ones who choose to use you know Romeo and Juliet and whatever they're missing out on being able to heal their journey so that's the sad part of having ancient silverback educators who do not promote the new information of neurobiology of attachment of trauma the ones who ridicule people that are finding, hey, DID is healable. We have actual people who have healed. We have people who heal and move out of their attachment categories. Trauma memory, it's a charge. So sadness, it's a way, the tears, tears, sweat and urine, those, the epigenetics, that group of people find that the charge is processed this way. Now, if you go look it up on your own, you're not going to find this information. You're going to find little bits and pieces. It's the individuals who work to support inner and outer well-being of human lives that can explain even in a way better way than I do. We all know I fuck up the data sometimes, so I also am not the expert, but I get informed to support people who easily can navigate their ventral vagal, their nervous system, and say, yeah, okay, I can work with my brain. I can easily get out of a compulsive activity, drugs, alcohol, sex, food, because I can be out of this this dysregulated, dysfunctional nervous system, I can notice if I'm in my hyper aroused state or not. People who can easily work with themselves like this are people who can do personal development and straightforwardly move out of human suffering. Those who say, no, I can't, that's when a good therapist can explain to your own brain and say, hey, guess what, your temporal junction, hey, guess what, your neuroplasticity, you can use it for the dark or the bright sides. Guess what I know? Therapists have to negotiate with their patients to keep them there. Guess what I also know? That the trauma memory is torture in your body, not the other way around. So this human suffering bit, it's a story that people cling on to. It's sad because they can actually sit indoors with good therapist again, and work out all of this stuff and regain what is their mammalian heritage, which is your wholeness, your three-year-old, you, and your first three years of life are all implicit memory. So if I say be yourself and you twitch your nose, that's not actually what is supposed to be. Somewhere along the line, there was a trust break. Somewhere along the line, there was an overwhelming fear. Somewhere along the line, something happened that has a trust break which equals I don't trust in you to show up but you're my lifeline I must be defective and there's a way of transforming reality because your caregiver is your only lifeline and your body and your embodied brain essentially know that there's only that person who's going to take care of you in order to keep you mentally sane, that's why those parts, there's barrier memory barriers, and that's why one can be one way at home and then another way with people and so on and so forth. There's so much to discover about oneself, the human way, and that's why we also talk about enlightenment, the human way. So. On that note, for those of us who are able to stay with our whole three-year-old heart and or move into it easily, it's called having secure attachment, having been held in a way that is equanimous, being able to use our left and right mode easily, being able to process emotions and not sit in our temporal junction, being able to smile at all of our relationships, being able to be vulnerable, and even when you get rejected, being able to get up like a kid, but then as you grow up, it doesn't feel, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. No, that doesn't ever, ever cross the mind of a person who has secure attachment, is a functional adult, has an integrated brain. I have never once personally in my entire 43 years of life said, oh, I must be defective, that I may not be likable. And of course, that's going to make me sad, but I'm not changing because I'm not likable. Out of 8 billion people I knew already as a kid, I'm not going to be liked by everyone. It was told to me I forget by how many of the different adults that were around me. And that doesn't change, does it? So if you're an open-minded person, and you own your own thoughts, though so you witness, narrate, and observe yourself, and you own your own emotions because they're yours, and you can process and speak them, you don't have the ability to be in a... Three-year-old that's like, oh, I don't trust anyone because all people are going to be assholes. Or, oh, I need to be in human suffering when you're having emotions. It's, no, this is part of that experience called life. They've already said there's unknowns, uncertainties, unexpecteds, unwanted, the main modules of the inner growth mindset. Dealing with them from within is easy because we go with our flow. Who's our flow? Your own flow. So being yourself, you you love who you are with flaws, imperfections, because that three-year-old is the open spontaneous person that you've always been because just because you have some people that don't like you it doesn't mean that you need to feel defective or shame and that's the difference between those who need to get first to their self their whole self and when they meet those of us who see them as whole even if they don't feel whole we'll say no no you're whole you just have some trust breaks and that's normal because, you know, life happens. So let's see. Let's see together what trust breaks went, went down. Do you want to look at it? And here's where if a person is open and receptive to that, then they're going to say, yeah, I want to walk with you and I'm going to share. And so they get to be vulnerable. And that is the minute that people get to start to learn how to be grown ups. When we meet securely attached individuals, we get to have fun because none of them have human suffering. Human suffering, okay, we have people who say, oh wow, yeah, I have emotions, let's talk about the beauty of emotions, oh look, there's relationships, oh look, today we have the new conversation about he, she, it, they, polyamory, monoamory, what do we want to talk about, which one of the uh, social new systems, are we looking at different governments yet, are we looking at universal, what is it, it's money, what is there, the donut, There's the, there's so many new things that we haven't yet to discover, because there's so many people who are busy arguing about how they don't want it (laughs) versus how about we explore them and how about we bring forth what we know can like support the environment so for example that economical donut it's a sustainability one i need to get the book or i need to read it but in the meantime also three-year-old whole hearts we want more of people who own their own thoughts and emotions and get out of the human suffering bit into their Enlightenment soul age, or at the very least a functional adult, so that it's securely attached, so that they don't get conned by con artists, and that they don't get their heartstrings pulled by those authoritarians. So we want people to know that they can share what they want to see in the world, but how about we stop falling for the, well, we don't fall for the ancient silverbacks, but the brokenhearted adaptive child does, because see, this is the part, they're a brokenhearted 3 three-year-old with an adaptive child. It's a maladaptive response once you're an adult. There's an ego wound, a trust break, and there's, oh, 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 I saw a shiny object over there, and it represents everything that I would have wanted to have to feel safe, and I still don't feel safe. So I want you, grown-up, over there to look big and strong and protect me, and this comes from our ancestors. To have big, strong. We're no longer in an era where we need to fight with our hands because we're one with bears and tigers and lions. The way that people treat human beings and say, ah, oh, we need to fight against each other. That's an ancient, again, uh, the the Roman Empire times is over. Past is over. We're evolving. So we have, thank goodness, evolved as a species and we don't need to be that our reptilian nervous system served its purpose, that's where we also have a ventral vagal, and that one is because we got to be able to start sitting down in towns together, in little towns, and be safe together, so now we're bigger, and a lot more, and we have systems, and people don't like it, and you know, so again, we, we, we have evolved, and the way we see things changes, so some people are not looking to the future in a way of being open to what's new. Others are. Meantime, there is a lot in the neurobiology attachment, trauma, and neurosciences, and the 5D educators on how no person has to go through human suffering. That there is emotional pain and or pain, yes, but the suffering part, this is where how you use your human being brain and how you contemplate things makes a difference if you have a secure attachment it makes a difference or not and a lot more goes into it so not all people have to suffer and in fact again I raise my hand especially the whole enlightenment so you you do not have to go through this suffering uh true what is it called uh story <laughs> that you have experiences in life, yes, but doesn't everyone, okay? So dealing, again, with unknown, unexpected, unwanted from within while going with the flow is straightforward for a person who has the ability to use an inner growth mindset to follow their heart, to be their own masculine and feminine, to be able to process emotions straightforwardly. Those who need the additional support when it comes to their attachment system and their body to feel emotions deeply and with safety, that window of tolerance, with good trauma therapy, with good information on it. The ones who have a window of welcome for emotions, they straightforwardly can use their wielded brain in an effort to consistently do that expansion. We'll be back with more. Have a great day.